Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yo, what up? Welcome to Tevez of the Best. Today is August 18, 2023. My name is JC Tevez. Welcome to the podcast about my life and nothing else. But stick around. You might learn something new. How is everyone doing today? Man, I was almost about to skip recording this week because I have been so slammed with voiceover work. Remember, if you listen back a couple episodes ago, I was talking about how I have this client that just sends me a buttload of scripts and I just record them and I know it doesn't pay much, but if you add it all up, it does pay pretty well. My goodness, for some reason this month, I don't know what happened. They have just been flooding me with work. And I'm not using that as a flex. I'm just explaining to you my mental state right now. I have been glued in front of the computer. It's like I have a full-time job. I know that sounds like so privileged of you, JC. You have a full-time job. Cry me a river. But man, I'm not used to doing this many. It's pretty insane. Uh, like, so for example, in the last two weeks, I did 120 of them, right? Give or take. And, you know, do the math on that. I told you before, it pays like 10 bucks. So, you know, 1,000, so 60,000 pesos, man, in two weeks. Damn. I, you know, for me, I was like, worth it. But my voice is dying. My body is paying for it. I'm working like late in the night because it's quieter. And that's my body clock right now. But I am just so overwhelmed. And they added, like, they gave me 50 more. Like, I can't. And the thing is, I'm concerned now because I can't seem to keep up. So I hope that they retain me. <laughs> I'm just going to try to do as many as I can. But it is just so, so difficult right now. to Like, I keep cutting it down. Like, I'll have like, oh, I'm only 20 left, 20 left. And then the next day, you know, I'm about to work on this final set of 20. They add like 15 more. I'm like, oh, my God, man. Because, you know, I told you the time that it takes for one script for me is about, it depends, between 15 to 25 minutes, depending on how good I'm doing and how smooth my voice is on that day. So do the math on that, right? Two or three VOs an hour. So if they add 15, what, three, six, nine, 12, that's five hours of work that was just added. Anyway, I'm not complaining. I'm just voicing how I'm, uh, where I am right now in my life. <laughs> anyway, uh, how's everyone doing, man? I'm gonna do, I'm gonna try to keep this short because I have to get back to my VO work. And tonight, uh, Paeng actually invited me to go watch a special screening of Gran Turismo. Yeah, the video game turn movie now. I think it stars uh, Hopper from Stranger Things. Uh, I forgot, David Harbour. And the premise of that is it's like a kid in the who plays the Gran Turismo video game. And he does well in virtual competitions that they actually make him drive a real car. I think that's the story. And, you know, I, I, I thought at first you might think like, oh, that's kind of weird. But... You know, I've been doing a lot of voiceover work for an F1, like Formula One channel. And apparently, like, that's a big thing. Like, simulations and using, you know, simulators to dr driving simulators is a huge part of the racing world. So it's not that implausible, I would say. But I'll have to watch the movie and I'll let you guys know about it 
next week. Okay, the thing that I really want to talk about, we did talk about it on the Halala show. Uh, but I guess uh didn't really get to go into as much depth as I would like because, you know, we have other stuff to talk about. But if you listen to Halala show, uh, it's our last TT. But for those of you who don't and maybe you just listen to this, I don't know if that's if there's anyone that only listens to this. But I'm talking about Christelle Fulgar, who was replaced as a host for a fan meet for a Korean artist here in the Philippines. So the story goes, she's a huge fan, like super fan. If you go on her YouTube, she has, I don't know, like dozens of videos all about him. She has been a stan since like forever, six, seven, eight years at least, right? And she finally had this opportunity to host his fan meet. I think it's his first fan meet here in the Philippines. And she was there at 7 a.m. She had her call time and they, they did all this stuff. And then she got replaced at the last minute on the day of the hosting by a different host. And there's speculation as to why. She did release some footage of her, her technical rehearsal. And it's obvious that her energy is not where it should be when it comes to the time of the show. Like, I understand that. But if you did listen to Halo Halo, we did talk about that. In a lot of events here that I do, I go 50% a lot of the time. But of course, I ask. I, because, you know, I'm trying to save my voice. And usually we're just trying to get through the whole thing, figure out where we need to go on stage, uh, et cetera, et cetera. If there's like, you know, like let's say there's like fireworks and shit that's going to pop out of the stage. I need to know that. But during the event or during the tech run, they're not going to pop the fireworks or the confetti, right? Obviously, they're saving that for the whole thing. And it for me, that's kind of what the the tech run is all about, just making sure everyone knows their place. Because usually, usually lang ah, when they when they get a host, they you go through a an approval process, and for me, this is where it kind of cuts deep for me for Christelle Fulgar, because they wouldn't hire you if they didn't think you could do a good job. That's how I see it. And I've talked to a few hosts now, and I understand their sentiments. Like, yeah, Korean produ- uh, you know, Korean productions are are different animal. Like they have different standards. I, I get that. Like, I, I respect that. And, and I'll talk a little bit about my experience uh, more in depth with hosting a Korean fan meet. I don't, I know, I'm pretty sure I talked about it on this podcast years ago. Go find that episode, but I'll kind of, kind of flashback to what, how that day went for me. But even then, you're here in the Philippines. You have to understand that there might be cultural differences, right? And for me, if Christelle went up there in her tech rehearsal and went 50%, at the minimum, I think she should have asked. Uh, a, she can speak Korean and B, she's, uh, you know, it's her first time doing this fan meet. And I guess first time doing a Korean fan meet here in the Philippines. You would think that maybe as a host, she would ask the team, like, should I go full, t- full speed? Like specifically the Korean team, right? Uh, I don't know the whole story. We don't know what's going on behind there, but. At the same time, the, the Philippine arm of this, the epic events, cause they're, they're called epic events. If they have worked with these kinds of events before, they should have had the, the, the responsibility also should have fallen on them to inform Christelle that, Hey, they want you to go all out during rehearsal because that is the standard in Korea. You would think there would be some sort of com- communication there. 
Now, I understand if the Korean team doesn't want to communicate, like, I get that. But they're also, and Rika said it best on the Halal Show, you know, they're professionals. The The Philippine events team is a professional team. The Korean uh, team is a professional team. And Christelle herself as a host is a professional. So in a professional setting, if somebody does something wrong or does something that you think that they should do better or or they you want them to do it in a different way, you don't immediately fire them, right? Like you don't immediately remove them and like, oh my God, no. Especially after you imp- approve them as the host. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so passionate about this because I also shared on a different episode way back. Uh, you can go find it, but let me share it again. I got a really cool hosting gig, uh, last year. Now, I wouldn't go as far as calling it my dream hosting, but it involved a lot of really cool things that I always have wanted to do. It involved travel. It involved connecting with my Philippine roots, my Filipino roots as somebody who didn't grow up here. It involved eating a lot of great food and seeing a lot of great places. And then I got removed from that project. Uh, and for me, I was so tripped out because we had an agreement. It was in paper that I would do four of these shoots. Now, after the first shoot, I don't know if they didn't like my performance. They didn't, they, I don't know if they, they thought I was too chubby on camera. I don't know. Right. I sent the pictures. Like I sent the pictures. I, I didn't Photoshop my pictures before I got the job. I sent them. I even went into like, you know, do the fitting. They could have changed me then, but they, they let me do the first shoot. Now, after the first shoot, there I, the person who contacted me, like uh, I wouldn't call her an agent per se, but the person who was my middleman, middle woman in this case for this project, was like, "JC, uh, can we call? Can I? Can I? Can I talk? Can I call you?" So I'm like, "Oh shit!" Uh, I already knew something was a little bit weird because why would you know when you call when you have to say like I have to call you? You know, it's there's something serious. So I was in the middle of a different shoot. I remember that I was shooting for Gandor, the chocolate of all things. And in the middle of a break, uh, she called me and she's like, JC, uh, I just want to let you know that the client is uh, thinking of getting another host to split your duties. Uh, and for me, as a professional, I'm like, okay, I mean, what can I do about that? It's the client's thing. Uh, but I was, I was in, in writing, huh? I was promised four shoots. I was promised four shoots. And I signed the contract. It's in paper. And they're like, uh, but we're going to take away half of that now because we're going to, we want to explore a different avenue. To me, you should have done that in the first place. If you wanted two hosts, fine. Make the contract with two hosts and know, and I know what I'm doing and that other host knows what they're doing. But they, they kind of, they they were like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, let's, let's go with a different person and test them out. And to me, they're like, oh, but you're still going to do the other half. So so this this posting also involved like a studio shoot. So other than the location shoot where we travel, there's like a studio shoot there, right? Uh, like after the travel shoot, there's a studio shoot. And they said, but you're still going to do all the studio shoots. So I was like, okay, all right, fine. You know, all right, let's do it. So, and here's the thing. Here's the fucking thing that pisses me off so much. Is that that host that they got flaked out, man. That, that host flaked out because a week before my second shoot was supposed to be and I got removed from that shoot, they contacted me 
it's kind of like to paint you a visual picture. They were, it's like they came crawling back to their, their second option, which was me. They're like, JC, uh, I know it's last minute, but can you fulfill the duties of this, this shoot? Because the, the other host, they didn't specifically say the other host dropped out, but I know they did, right? I just know. Okay. Don't ask me how. I just know. So me, I was like, it's worked for me, but at that point in time, it had already left a bad taste in my mouth. Like, did they really want me? You know? Uh, so I did it. And I did, as a professional, I did my best. During the, the, the travel shoot, I, I met like a really cool guy that was part of the shoot as well. Like he was on cam with me and we were friends on Instagram and he really liked what I did. And the crew seemed to enjoy like my work. I, I got work done in, I think, really good time because when you shoot on cam, you know, if you can memorize your lines and get the stuff done in a timely manner, that's good for the team. And I think I did a, a really good job. And then after that, like I said, there's a studio shoot. So during the studio shoot, man, when I was there, the client was there, right? Now, me, at that point, I was a little bit pissed off at them. I'm not going to lie, but I was not an asshole to them. I just didn't take my time to go up to them and say, hey, how are you doing? Thank you so much for, you know, getting me back after your original host that you wanted flaked out because they suck and they, they're, they, they, you know, they're not professional like me. I didn't do that. I didn't rub it in their faces, but I didn't go out of my way to like buddy buddy with them, right? Like who would? Like, why would I do that? So during the shoot, I didn't really acknowledge them, but I didn't, I wasn't rude to them. Here's the thing. I wasn't rude to anybody on that day. I was pretty courteous. I even tried to say hello to one of the, like the client's like husband. And he looked pissed off at me already. I, I even said hello. Like, so what am I supposed to do? They didn't like me already. So after I did a, you know, after I did that shoot, I even asked my co-host like, you know, did I, oh no, no, sorry. So I'll, I'll get to that. After that, after that studio shoot, man, the same lady, the same middle woman called me, I think a day or two later and said, JC, we have a problem. And I said, what's the problem? And she said, the client didn't like your vibe on the shoot. And I said, what do you mean? And they're like, you didn't seem to like, pansin is the word in Tagalog. You didn't seem to acknowledge them. And I, and to me, I'm like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Do you want me to grovel? And then my, you know, the middle woman, I, I know she was just trying to secure my job, you know, and I, and, I, and in some, in, in to some respect, you know, she takes a cut from it, right? So, you know, get, a, you know, secure her payday in a sense. And I respect that. Nothing wrong with her. But she said, do you want to maybe, you know, apologize, write a letter? I said, I said, no. I said, fuck no. Apologize for what? What, what? What am I going to apologize for? That you removed me and then you came back to me and I did the job in a professional manner and you didn't like my vibe? Are you serious, man? I said, no, remove me. You know, I could have, I could have gone the extra route and, and chased after the money that they owed me because of the signed contract. I could have done that, but I was, I was just like, fuck that, right? Screw that. I'm not, I'm not gonna lower my, my, what, my self worth. For people that can't handle not being sucked up to, right? 
So that's the story. I even asked my co-host on that day, like the studio shoot, I had a co-host. I said, was I rude? And she said, no, you're very professional. Like, I have all the receipts, friend. If you want to come at me, I'm ready to go to war. But, I'm, you know, I, I doubt, I, th- I feel like that's all in the past now. But that's what I'm saying. That's why I am so upset for Christelle Fulgar, because why would you hire her if you didn't think she could do a good job? And then on the day of, on the day that is she is set to host the fan meet for what I believe, based on my very short uh, investigation into her YouTube channel, this is her dream person. You know, everybody has that one idol that they look up to, you know, their hero in life. This was hers. And you snatched that away from her because you didn't even give her a chance to do it again on stage. Now, I know people will say, well, you know, you're only as good as your last uh, opportunity. You only have one shot. Like, what is it? Eminem, one shot, one opportunity to make everything you ever matter, blah, blah, blah. Come on, friend. You don't have the professional grace, whether whether it's the, I'm pretty sure it's the Korean team, but I don't want to throw blame if I don't know the whole story. Like, I don't know what really happened back there. But you wouldn't think that they'd be like, as a professional, you'd be like, oh, okay, you know, Christelle, uh, I know that you're you're trying to save your voice or, you know, I know that you think this is just a rehearsal, but we need you to go as if it was real. You, They don't have the 10 seconds and the emotional quotient to be like, let's make her, let's do this and give her the chance that she deserves, right? To me, that's what really pissed me off and what really made me sad for her because – Imagine me. Like, this wasn't even my dream hosting, but it involved a lot of stuff that I love doing. I could, I could only, Im- I, I mean, she handled it so well. Cause I would be fuming. I would be irate. I would be on TikTok, just throwing names out left and right. I would not give a fuck. I, you know, for me, I don't, I didn't, I never j- name dropped the client that did this to me. I know who they are. I know who the woman is. Who, 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 who made the, this, this decision, right? I know who she is, man. Like, I haven't said anything. I've just, I, you know, I just kept quiet because I like, whatever, right? But if I was Christelle, bro, I would be throwing people under the bus, man. Dude, the, the disrespect that they had for her on that day, you know, and people will go the other way and say, Oh, Christelle should have respected the situation. And what? In what regard does going 50% because that is what the standard is here in the Philippines. Well, I don't know if it's the standard for everything, but it it is something that is done here. You can't be like, this has never been done in the history of events. It happens all the time. I've done it in the last like 15 or 16 events that I've done. If there's any sort of dry run, I can say with full certainty that I have gone 50%, of course, with asking, right? With communication as a professional. So, you know, that's, that's the end of the story right there. They shouldn't, they done, they did her dirty. They did her dirty. In my opinion, they did her dirty. Not even an opportunity to go back and do it again. I don't know how much time constraint they had, but they had enough time to get Karen board the door. And, you know, I don't know Karen personally, and I, I, I hear she did a great job, so good for her. And she got, you know, she got work, which is good for her. But if they had all that time to get another host 
and and uh, you know make her do a tech run. They had time for a second chance for Christelle. I, I can't. You can't convince me otherwise. It doesn't make sense to me in, in terms of in terms of time constraints. If their concern was, oh my gosh, we don't have time for her to go up again and try again. I think that's bullshit. You 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 have to like convince me. Find a convincing argument that she didn't have time because she was in the dressing room for an hour and a half based on her vlog, just waiting. They could have taken that time to let her go again. Now, maybe the artist couldn't go again, but if they wanted to just see more energy, like the intro, yeah, there's definitely time. Come on now. Come on, man. I've been to New Frontier Theater. I hosted my Korean fan meet there. It's, it's not, it's not, I don't think like there's like technical or like geographical difficulties to run a tech run again, as far as I think, huh? But I don't know. I'm not a tech person. Anyway, we'll never really know what really happened behind the scenes. They're never going to say, you know, the Korean arm is never going to say. For the Philippine arm, the epic events, though, I feel like, I mean, they did release that statement saying that they tried everything they could to get Christelle part of the show. But you have to, in this case, if she'd never done this before, I feel like it was their responsibility, in a sense, to hold her hand and walk her through what she had to do. Especially if they have worked with this team before. Because the Korean team must have hired that epic events team, right? Like, why would they work together if, if there was, they, they must have done work together before? Or if this was their first time, the epic events team should have known that Korean teams, they don't do 50%. Which I find hard to believe, but if that's the case, then so be it. Yeah, that's, that's my rant for today. I just was so, I was so furious for Christelle. I understand why it happened. Like if you if you spell it all out, you know, it's it's their every right to change the host on the day. But is it the right thing to do? I don't think so. But it's their right. So what can I say? It just really reminds me of that project, man. And I know and in the commercial world, like I've done TV commercials before, to me that that is equally as bad. I think I've shared this story before, but not me. But I have seen Talents replaced on the day of, after they had gone through multiple final castings. On the day of the shoot, they're like, you know what? We auditioned you three times. We took all your photos. We took all your angles. We saw your acting in the videos. And we approved you as the talent. But you know what? Nah. (laughs) Come on. How, How does that even, like, what is your flow of thought? And what happened in that case, as as I know... Is that the talent that gets replaced still gets 50% of the pay. Uh, which is, you know, at least they pay something. But how, how, how do you even have the heart to do that to somebody? Is my thing. I, I, I don't work as a client for brands, but if you are a client for a brand, you have to be a piece of shit to do that. I think if you've gone through all this work, and the talent has gone through all this work to narrow it down to the point where you're like, this is our final decision. And then on the day of, somebody's like, wait a minute. Nah, we made a mistake. It just doesn't sit right with me. And it never, ever will. It never will. If you approve a talent, then that's the talent that you go with. Because you did your research or should have. If you change it on the day, that means it's your fault. It's not the talent's fault. How can the talent be at fault if 
they gave it all they could. And they, they, you told them they were good enough. And then on the day of, you're like, you're not good enough. That is next level bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so angry, man. Anyway, I'm going to end the podcast there. I just wanted to make a shorter one and make sure that I keep, you know, touch base with all of you. We have Halala Show. It is out now. We also have a Lechika, which is coming this week to tide you over until next week. And I'm excited for the next few weeks because in September, I have a, I have a hosting and then I'm going to Shargao and then I'm going to Europe all in the same month. So it's going to be crazy. I'll try to keep up with the podcast then. I don't know if I'm going to take a Tebeza the best season break like I do with, uh, like we do with Halale show. I, I don't really have seasons <laughs> in my show. So I'll try to my best to keep, keep, keep abreast of the situation. Okay. And let me know what you think, man. Uh, you know, oh wait, somebody did, um, somebody did reply on Spotify. Let me read that real quick. So John says, uh, you can talk about your DJ stint if you didn't share it here yet. And by the way, Reddit is right. A man called Ove is heavier than a man called Otto. It's a good watch if you're in for a tearjerker movie. So I talked about that last episode, how uh, the Tom Hanks movie, A Man Called Otto, is actually based on a Swedish film, uh, which I've never seen, and that it's heavier. And John has just confirmed it. So if you want to watch a heavy tearjerker film, uh, according to John Ferrari, go check out A Man Called Ove. I don't know where to watch it, though. In terms of my DJ stint, oh my god, there's so much that I could say. John, please forgive me. Uh, I want to go back to my VO work today because I have a lot to uh, a lot pending. But I will remember to do that next episode. So at least you give me content for next episode. And if you anybody wants to do what John did and just ask a question, if you don't want to go directly through Instagram, I know it's kind of it can be a pain. But if you're already listening on Spotify, there's a Q and A feature. I don't, I think it's available on all platforms like Android and Apple, right? Uh, just ask the question there and I will try my best to talk about it or, or answer it or whatever. Okay. So yeah, that's it. You know, if you stay, stay, stay healthy. I don't know. I don't, I always forget how to end this podcast. Stay healthy. Have a great weekend. Don't remove your talents if you've approved them through a strenuous uh, application process. And I'll catch you all. Say it with me. Later. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.